Wasn't always easy, but the Nashville Predators come away with two points against the San Jose Sharks. What are your overall thoughts with the way the Preds have been playing the past couple of games? That's an interesting discussion we'll get into. Uh, Plus playoff talk. That's the talk of the town around Nashville, Western Conference Wednesday. We're going to look at the teams we think are going to make it into the postseason. That way you can pin these predictions and tell us when we're inevitably wrong. It's our favorite thing. All coming up today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com on location this week in beautiful, sunny St. George Island, Florida. And I have a partner in crime who, uh, if I could, would have also brought to beautiful, sunny St. George Island, Florida. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I am located in rainy, gray Nashville, Tennessee. So thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, sorry. Uh, Apparently, in my travels down here, missed a lot of bread stuff over the past five days. Oh, Nick, we have missed you on the podcast, but I have especially missed an opportunity to get your takes on some interesting things, whether I don't know whether you've seen it or not. If you've been on social media, I'm sure you've caught wind of the whole brouhaha from Sunday's game against the Penguins. So, you know what? Yeah. It was fun to rant about it, but who wants to rant alone? So tell me, what are your thoughts on this whole Malkin hit, suspension, and situation? Oh, I saw it because I put out a tweet (laughs) about it, and then Penguins fans found that tweet. Oh, they always do. Now I am being, now hockey is being explained to me. Thank Uh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, Well, first off, the hit was dirty. Malcolm yep. deserves a four-game suspension. I think that's all clear. Um, there's, you know, there was a lot of fighting about. I think the big thing was, you know, we were talking about, well, this is a kind of thing that the Penguins get away with. Um, and then there's a lot of fight back. And it's like, no, actually, the Penguins, you know, I don't. I, th- I think our friends at Let's at the locked on penguins podcast was like talking about where they don't get where this narrative comes from Mm -hmm. um there are 12 years worth of Sidney crosby career receipts of him (laughs) doing stuff that other people have been suspended for now look i get it locked on penguins um when there is something that happens to your team it's always natural to like look and be like, well, look, there's a lot of stuff that goes the other way that's not called and Crosby puts up with a lot. That's that's the thing about modern sports. I mean, it happens with LeBron James in the, you know, with the LA Lakers in the NBA. It happens with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and mm-hmm. others in the NFL. Superstar players get away with stuff and or get calls that other players don't get slash get away with because that's just, you know, it's quote unquote, a respect level. Mm -hmm. 
And so, I mean, looking back, the, the game before this one, if you want a perfect example, Sidney Crosby got up after a hit and punched somebody in the face. Yes. Not, not like, you know, they're scrumming, they're going at it. Like we're shoving each other in the face and hitting each other in the side of helmet. No, he got up and swung at a player. And the thing is, like a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know what? That's that's hockey. That happens all the time. Why are you making a big deal out of it? Making a big deal out of it because Brad Marchand got suspended for that earlier this season. Dylan Larkin from the Red Wings got suspended for that earlier this season. So, and it goes all the way back. Even remember, you know, him pounding PK's yes. head into the ice during the Stanley Cup. Yep. Like, a lot of people clipped that and, you know, was like, wow, look at Crosby, like, fighting. Ha, ha, ha. Um, if you look at, you know, I was working in news at the time and on the CBS feed, like, the clip was titled, Funny, Crosby Gives Supan not Suban, Supan. Oh gosh. The business. And it had like the laughing emoji. And it's like, wasn't that the thing we wanted to throw the book at Tom Wilson for mm-hmm. last year? Like, it's just a part of sports. You don't have to take it personally, Penguins fans. Like, it's just a thing. Like, it happens. Sidney Crosby's not going to get punished for doing stuff. He threw a water bottle at a ref, he slashed a person's finger off. Like that's not a that's not like an exaggeration. Mark Mathot lost part of his <laughs> finger. Yeah. A slash from Sidney Crosby that wasn't penalized. So it's like, you know what? If that was Mark Borvietsky who punched a player, you know, in the face after a whistle, if that was Mark Borvietsky that slashed a player and cut off part of his finger, like mm-hmm. the narrative would be different. Because it's it's not Sidney Crosby. Like, and that's that's part of sports. Like, you don't have to get defensive about it. Just acknowledge that you have the guy who's probably the best hockey player of our generation. He is going to get calls and he is going to get leeway that other players don't get because it's part of the game. Like, it's not like a grand conspiracy. It's just something that happens in sports. I would agree with that. And I think you hit on the right word. I think it's reputation. And I talked about this, you know, I think that there are conscious and unconscious biases. And I will also say that Nashville Predators fans are very aware of that because of the whole Tim Peel hot mic episode. So where, you know, we may be a little hypersensitive to it because, you know, it's obvious that 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 there are biases, but I do think that reputation frames perception in this league and with the referees. And look, I, you know, I don't want to be a ref. It's a hard job. I give them credit for doing it, but reputation dictates perception. And I would agree with you. You can name this situation in so many other sports where this is what happens when you have a player with great talent. And as much as it pains me, Sidney Crosby has great talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he is, like you said, he's a generational hockey player. When you have him on a team that has a reputation for being a championship team, it 
affects perception. And I do think that you can say that he does get calls that go his way because his talent sometimes may excuse or explain away a situation. So it just is what it is. And I get wanting, you know, I get being defensive about it because it feels unfair, but it just is what it is. You know, it just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because, you know, now everybody is going to be look at a, be looking for calls that go against Pittsburgh. Like, you know, when Malkin got suspended, a lot of people quote tweeted me, it was like, Oh, well, there goes your narrative. And sure. Like, yeah, fine. Like, Malkin got suspended and he should have been yes. like that. That's fine. But there's still like a lot of cases in the past where it's like, if you put two and two together, a player like Malkin will get away with stuff or get a little bit more leeway that mm -hmm. players don't, whether it be like officially from the NHL, whether it be the way we frame and talk about the incidents, like yes. it's, it's a thing. Like it is very much a thing. Um, but yeah, you know what? It's, you know, it's a, it's a four game suspension for Malkin certainly deserved. And, uh, hopefully Penguins fans stop blowing up my mentions now. <laughs> it would be so nice. And yet we'll wait and see what happens because, yeah. you know, they have big feelings, big feelings about it. Yeah. I'm sure like the next time, like Mark Matheson gets like a questionable tripping call. I'm sure the tweet will come back and it's like, Oh, but I thought the penguins get away with anything. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Here. Sheets sucks. There you go. There is something for yins to chew on. Now get out of here. Go back to the igloo. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> uh, I guess we should talk about predators hockey. Shouldn't we? Well, I mean, we do have yeah. some Predators hockey to talk about, yeah. which is great. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should uh, pause this for a second, <laughs> take a break, and come back and talk about uh, Predators versus Sharks. <laughs> In the meantime, though, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipe recipes delivered right to your front door so you can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable i should know i am a loyal hello fresh guy uh i got i get these pretty much any week where maybe i'm like coming back from out of town like next week um or if you know there's just a lot going on and i don't want to think about what recipes to cook all i have to do is go on the hello fresh app pick my recipes there are about six different recipes to choose from each week um and, you know, they have different options ranging from low calorie to carb conscious, to fit and wholesome, or, you know, more stuff like family friendly meals, easy cleanup, you know, whatever you want to do. There's something for every taste. That's why I love HelloFresh. It's 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And you can save on average over $65 a month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. Um, yeah, HelloFresh is a proud partner of the Nashville Predators and fueling hockey fans everywhere. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedPredators16 and use code LockedPredators16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, if you didn't catch that, it's HelloFresh.com slash LockedPredators16 and code LockedPredators16. That's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. 
Um, so a non-Penguin shenanigans news. Yes. Uh, Predators last night played a one nothing overtime thriller. <laughs> barn yeah. burner. A barn burner. Uh, watch out, Florida Panthers. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the one nothing win, uh, lots of pretty much nothing but something all at once up mm-hmm. until overtime where Ryan Johansson scored on a very, very uh, – unfortunate i would say deflection for san jose gets the predators a one nothing win uh and it's been a while what's your one word to describe last night's game so we've talked on the podcast briefly before about how my son went through a prank phase it was very dark times in our house and this game reminded me of the prank that i was always on guard for and that was when people put saran wrap over the toilet bowl and just horrible things ensued. Don't try that at home. But that was what I thought of as I watched this game. And so my one word is saran wrap. I mean, there was so much offense generated, you know, by the Nashville Predators and at times by the Sharks. And these goaltenders just saran wrapped the net. And the fact that this game ended up 0-0 in regulation blows my mind because like you said, this was a game of everything and nothing in regulation. And you couldn't look away because you never know what was going to happen, but nothing could get past these goaltenders. So my one word for last night's game is saran wrap. Saran wrap, damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my one word, Do you have you seen Die Hard? I'm sure you've seen Die Hard. Of course, great Christmas movie. Uh, it's absolutely a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the character Theo? He's like the tech expert who's like one job is to like break into the vault. Yes. And the whole movie, that's all he does. He's like getting past <laughs> one layer of security, one layer, one layer. There's like seven layers of the vault. Um, and that's that's basically what he does. He's a persistent little thief. And all he does is like drill through and then one layer breaks open, but there's another drill and he breaks hole. And finally it's like the Christmas miracle when uh, everything shuts down and the vault finally opens. It's just kind of like that persistence to like, just keep going, just keep going. It's going to work. Uh, So that to me was my one word. I'm going to go Theo. Love it. From Die Hard. Uh, is my one word. And that's kind of what it was last night. You know, the Predators, for the most part, dominated this game. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, they they absolutely did everything right except put the puck in net. You know what? Capo Kakinen played a hell of a game. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You have to give it up for his performance because it was insane. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where it's like you watch it and you're kind of like looking back to Minnesota and being like, okay, you got Flurry, but did you maybe give up on this young guy yeah. a little bit too fast? Um, it, yeah, I mean, but the Predators kept pushing. They kept pushing. I, I think the big thing was they didn't overcorrect. Yes. Start, you know, forcing plays. Uh, the overtime itself – the first like three minutes or so were a little bit shaky, a little hairy, a little hairy. Um, but you know what? They kept doing what they had been doing all game. They didn't make any rash adjust- adjustments. Uh, they didn't like start doing panic fire where they're just throwing everything on net. They kind of kept going, and just like Theo with that one drill at the end, you know, 
kept pushing, kept pushing, and then he got the miracle he wanted, which was a bad deflection. Uh, Alpha <laughs> Ryan Johansson pass that wound up love it happening, and then boom, the vaults open. Predators win one nothing. Yep. And they talked to John Hines after the game, and this was something that he talked about in the post-game media. He talked a little bit about kind of how he perceived this game and what he saw from the team. So let's listen to his post-game comments. I really liked our team's game tonight. I thought we came you know, ready to play and played the game the right way. And you know, these, I think give credit to San Jose. They battled, they played hard, and, and uh, they didn't make it an easy night. I, but I, I, I thought overall in general, the way that the style of game that we played was um, gives us the best chance to win night in and night out. And, you know, tonight was a little bit more of that mental grind, it's, which is why we talk a lot about mental and physical toughness as a core fabric of our team. That um, I would like the way the guys that responded. You know, it's, a, it's an easy game where you, you feel like things could – go off the rails, guys could press, guys could get frustrated, but I felt throughout the game on the bench in between periods, what we talked about, it was about solutions and staying with it. And, uh, you know, I'm just proud of the guys for sticking with it and certainly feel like they deserve the two points. Yeah, yeah, I love that clip where he talks about mental toughness because that's one of the things that I think that we have seen develop on this team. There have been games like this before and the Predators have done too much and you see players trying too hard and you see them getting away from just consistently doing the same thing. And it was a little like, I'm not going to lie, like it was a little panicky to watch because they were doing so many right things and not getting rewarded for it. And you know what? That happens in hockey sometimes where, you know, you dominate a game and you still don't get the win. So Amen, John Hines. It was really good to see them get the two points, but I really felt like this showed a lot of maturity by the Predators to stick with their game, to play with some consistency through what had to feel like dog years of periods for everything they generated and what they didn't get rewarded for. Yeah, and it's important because I thought the same thing kind of applied to the Penguins game on Sunday too, where the Predators, again, pretty much dominated that game. Um, but unfortunately you could only come out with one point. Um, and it's, you know, it's the case of the predators just playing their game. And I think the yes. mindset is a big thing. And John Hines kind of sit on the same thing we do. You know, it's important to not overcorrect, mm-hmm. not change things when things aren't going well, give them a chance to kind of ride them out. You know, it's almost like the the stereotypical trust the process. Yes. At this point, uh, when it comes to like playing in game, the Predators, I think, trusted the process um, last night. And, you know, the past couple of games, I'll say it. And, and it, it's funny because, you know, the Preds are only one, one and one in their past three games. Um, and their one win came very, very, very close against a bad team. Yeah. But these past three games have been really good for the Predators. Like they, they the, have. the way they're playing has been really, really good. Yeah, this game, especially last night, it reminded me of the reverse of some of the games that we've seen from the Predators kind of in this rough stretch where they the Predators had allowed UC Soros to face 40 plus shots and not generated a lot of offense and they have they struggled out. And yeah, and he bailed them out. And this was the reverse where Nashville 
kept up offensive pressure. You know, they owned the offensive zone time. They were, they had 41 shots on goal compared to 25 shots on goal. Like they were pressing offensively consistently this whole game. And so it was a reverse of what we're used to seeing, which was really nice, except man, I'm telling you, they could not get anything in there. Yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah. Who's a, who's a player that stood out to you last night uh, for the Preds in a positive way? You know what? I want to give a shout out to Ryan Johansson. And not just because he, of course, had the game winning overtime goal, which was, you know, maybe not exactly how he envisioned the puck traveling. But you know what? Still get the points for it. But I thought Ryan Johansson had a really smart game. Um, he had uh, he was playing with Forsberg and Tomasino. He had at one point on the power play, he had a beautiful pass to Philip Forsberg on the power play, found him open. Forsberg, of course, couldn't get it past um, Kakenen. And then uh, he kind of generated a really good two-on-one chance for Tomasino and Forsberg again in the game. You know, he's just generating a lot of things. He has six goals in his last five games since John Hines has kind of tweaked lines. And I love what I'm seeing from him, not just because of those goals, but because of what he is generating when he is on the ice. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And again, we had been talking about this for a couple of weeks, how, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's talking about Forsberg's big year. Everybody's talking about Duchesne's bounce back year and and Yossi, what he's been able to do, which has been phenomenal. And because of all of that, it seems like Ryan Johansson's year has really fallen under the radar. Yes. Uh, But this is a career revival for him. You know, this, yes. is, this is his best season in a very, very long time. Um, and, and he's he's doing it all. You know, he he's obviously generating a lot of offensive chances, but he's also doing things like forechecking really well. Um, neutral zone defense. He is making it really tough for other teams to kind of make plays in that neutral zone. We talk about him having the, the lanky gorilla arms. You know, he's yep. just. He can just, you know, kind of spread out and, you know, make space very limited for people to make plays. Um, this is a this is a revival year for Ryan Johansson. And I'm glad that, you know, he, he got the goal last night, obviously. But I'm glad other people are also trying to, you know, starting to pick up on just how valuable he's been to the team this season. Um, another guy I really want to shout out last night is Matthias Eckholm. Yes. To me, you know, he's a guy we, we've kind of talked about him earlier this season, maybe not being the same impact he has in recent years. Um, he's kind of taken a different role this year, which is kind of more of a, you know, stay at home sort of defender. Um, he's done very, very well at that. But he, I thought, was very engaged offensively. Last he was night, you know, generating a lot of chances. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a reminder to everybody. It's like, you know what? Everybody's talking about Yossi. Let's not forget, Matthias Ekholm can make things happen offensively. And we saw that last night. Um, you know, if even if that pass from Johansson in overtime hadn't been deflected, it would have been a goal anyway because Matthias Ekholm was right there in front of an open net, like made a fantastic play. Um, yes. so, so it's good to see him starting to get, like, you know, the offensive kudos because his, his defensive game this year has been solid. It's always been solid. I think people were expecting more from him offensively, uh, obviously because, you know, his role, I think is a little bit different. It hasn't happened this year, but 
you know, especially last night, he made that play to get the game winning goal and he was engaged in the offensive zone a lot. And I think we're starting to kind of see people be like, you know what? Matias Eckhall, man, that is a two-way defender. Yes, I loved it. And, you know, his play in overtime, how he kind of set up that game-winning shot was really fantastic. Great. We had some just really good performances last night from a number of people. UC Saros, Mark Orvietsky came in this game, fought twice. What in the name of all... Whew, a whole lot happened, but you know, in the end, what matters most is that Nashville came away with two very important points. They are going to need these points because Tampa Bay, what are you doing? Dallas beat Tampa Bay one nothing. You had one job. You had one job, Tampa Bay. So coming up, we are actually going to take a look at how the Western Conference is shaking out after last night. And we're going to do it by making predictions, which, you know what, this never goes wrong. <laughs> Write it down, folks. Write it down. Write it down. Come on. It's never going to go wrong. All that's coming up here in just a minute. But first, let you know that this episode's brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. <clears throat> Built Bar are a really great protein bar. Tastes great. Good for you. Nick and I both are Built Bar users. Had myself a Cherry Barcia this morning. And they are full of flavor, everything you could possibly want in a protein bar. They also have Built Bar Puffs, which are popular in my house. They are a protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, like all Built Bars are. They have all sorts of great flavors. They have cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Like I said, love the Cherry Barcia. All Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate, but they are low in calorie, high in protein. So when you have that moment where you just want a candy bar or something chocolatey, get yourself some Built Bars. They are better for you. If you go to Built.com, you can see their macros chart. They have about 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but they are packed with 17 grams of protein. Very popular in my house right now. They have, again, great flavors, mint brownie, coconut almond, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all about the taste. This is a protein bar that you can eat and enjoy. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Um, can we shout out Roman Yossi last night? Always. Uh, because this looks like a NHL creative player on like stat line, 30 minutes of ice time, 10 shots on goal. I mean, there, there is nothing that he cannot do. And what is so interesting to me is that an excellent game is his regular game. Yeah. You know, he's just so above just so above what you would expect from a defenseman in all facets of his game there's not an area of the Nashville Predators team where that isn't made better by Roman Yossi so you know I am always here to shout out Roman Yossi's hockey yeah uh three straight games without a point though uh so so I guess I guess the 100 point total is uh looking a little bit more uh, challenging. A more challenging now. He would have to have 13 points and the Preds last nine games to get there. Um, but you know, he just needs three to 90 
And that hasn't been done since Ray Bork in 1994. So even that in its own would be phenomenal. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Western Conference Wednesday, Anne. Uh, Obviously, the playoffs are the big talk of the NHL right now. You're looking at the board. You're kind of looking to see which teams are going to be in. It seems like, you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, but it seems like the big players are pretty much set at this point. I would agree, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, looking at it at this point, uh, we're going to kind of go through and like predict where we think everybody is going to finish. Um, for for me, I would have to say the last or the first three in the central are set. I mean, don't yes. guess, Anne. I, I do. You know, as much as I would love to say they're not, I think St. Louis and Minnesota, you know, they're strong teams they're not going to drop a lot of points nashville has you know seven point difference i just don't know that they're going to make that up so i would agree top three teams are set and the thing about the top three teams right now is they're also red hot yes Uh, colorado eight one and one in their last 10 minnesota seven one and two except that one is to us and come on and st louis eight one and one in their last 10 and they've won six straight so um you know, unless the Predators absolutely light a fire under the league for the last nine games and one of those teams, St. Louis or Minnesota, falls off the pace a little bit, I would say the Predators' focus right now should probably be on that number one wild card spot. Yes, I for, agree. For a couple of different reasons, Anne. Um, because if you look at the Pacific, it's looking like it's probably going to be Calgary who has that number one. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough team. Like, don't get me wrong. One of the best in the NHL over the past couple of months. Um, but that's going to be a tough series for them, too. And if you're the Predators and you manage to get past Calgary, your second round series is probably either going to be against Edmonton, L.A. or Vegas, which is a much, much, much easier path to the Western conference finals than maybe being the number two wild card and having to play the Colorado avalanche first and then yes. St. Louis or Minnesota. If you survive. I agree with that. And I think where Nashville is at right now, they, you know, if they could stay where they are, they would face Calgary. And I a hundred percent agree with you because I think if you get past Calgary, Um, the path is easier, but I also think that's a good first round matchup for the Predators. If they can, if they can get past that, I think there's, um, they're going to have a pretty complete game to carry them into the second round. I would love to see it pan out that way, but dang it, Dallas. Well, dang it. Tampa Bay, you had one job last night. You had one. You have two Stanley Cups back to back, and you couldn't beat Dallas. You couldn't what get. You, you couldn't get pucks past Scott freaking Wedgwood of all people. <laughs> I mean, one job. One job. You had one job. Um, yeah, Dallas is playing well too. Um, you know, to me, and uh, I think the way everybody's playing right now, Nashville and Dallas might be your top two wildcard teams. 
I think so. And I really hope that Nashville stays in that number one spot. I hate that um, they have a little bit harder schedule than Dallas does coming down the line. Dallas is one of those teams where, like, full disclosure, I carry them in my invisible backpack of hockey grudges. Like I want no good things for them. So this is, this is tough for me because I look at it and I think, yes, Nashville is playing well. I think they've had three good games, but they haven't come away with wins. And I worry a little bit as I look at the schedule, I want Nashville to kind of stay ahead of Dallas and when teams like Tampa Bay don't do what they need to do, it's very frustrating to me. I, I don't know. How do you feel like that's going to shake out? Do you feel like Nashville's going to be able to stay ahead of Dallas for the wild, first wild card spot? Well, it comes down to they have a game left. So, you know, yeah. it's going to probably come down to that um, like it did last year. <laughs> uh, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting where it's going to come down to each of them have a couple of games against central division opponents. And it's going to be mm -hmm. a matter of who does that well. Yes. Um, to me, the, the most interesting thing is who's going to get that last spot in the Pacific. Yes. Because right now, you know, Edmonton's at 90 and they have the second spot. You would think that gives them, and, and they have also a game in hand over LA who's third. Um, but LA is only three points ahead of Vegas. Vegas has a game in hand and they have been playing better than the Kings have lately. Um, so that to me, that's going to be, I think the last big battle of the Western conference right there. I, I think you're right, but I'm, I really feel like the LA Kings may make this because they have, when it comes to strength of schedule, they have the second easiest remaining strength of schedule. And I feel like just run with that. Yeah. And um, I'd but be okay Vegas with has it. the first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like run with this LA Kings, do something. I don't, you know, I, I would love to see the Kings make it in, but I would agree with you. I think Vegas went through such an ugly little slump there for a while, but they are finding their mojo at the right time. And this is so much about timing. It yeah. is so much about timing. So I would like to see the Kings get in over Vegas. Well, and, uh, oh, the other thing too, is if Vegas gets in, uh, all of a sudden, all that long-term injured relief issues mm -hmm. that they've been having this season, that goes out the door. Um, and all of a sudden, you're facing a playoff team with Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, Jack Eichel, Alec Martinez, Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go from barely getting in to suddenly a contender again. So Yeah, me, a whole different be, team. That, to me, is going to be the most interesting battle is can Vegas get into that third spot? I would be okay if they don't just putting it out there. I'm okay if they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, are we thinking that this is going to be pretty much how it is right now? Minus, you know, the, the LA versus Vegas race, or do you think maybe there's a case where Vegas jumps Nashville or Dallas? Oh, um, I, Gosh, did I just I don't... put you on the spot? Yeah, you did. I would love to see Vegas jump Dallas. Full disclosure. Again, just don't want nice things for Dallas. 
Um, but I don't know that I don't know that they're going to be able to do that because I think Dallas is, I think Dallas is playing well right now. And I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> oh, my stars. Oh, my star. Oh, somebody else's stars. Not mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the predators have a tough road to the playoffs mm-hmm. still to come. Edmonton Oilers is the next game. Um, remember the Predators have not necessarily played well against the Edmonton Oilers in the Connor McDavid era. Yeah. This is going to be another very, very interesting game to watch as a fan. And we're going to have a full preview of that tomorrow on Locked on Predators. Uh, until then, and where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. Uh, you can find me at onthefourcheck.com as well. Find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. If you do find me on Twitter, please do not tweet any more Malkin takes at me. Um, also, while you're there, be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of our takes today and if there's a topic you want us to, uh, to discuss on a future episode. That's going to do it for us today on Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a Predators versus Oilers preview.